Hello and welcome to our podcast Taking Chances with me Anupama Bhalla and my co-host Sohela Joshi. What does it feel like to have one's name be synonymous with a sport? Our guest today is someone I have known for over 25 years, a man who is without doubt India's flag bearer for the game of golf, the winner of the Padma Shri, the Arjuna Award and countless Indian and international titles in the game. Actually just about every first in the game of golf is associated with his name today and he continues to excel. Let's welcome the intrepid trailblazer Jeev Milkha Singh. Hi Jeev, it's great to have you with us here today. Hi Jeev, happy to have you on our podcast. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to Thank jump you. into a very obvious question Jeev, right? You have like a illustrious father Uh, Mr Milkha Singh and he was an olympian and for the longest his record stood uh and you know he favored the fastest sport on earth while you've taken to golf why is that you know uh, i started playing golf because i was introduced to the game by my father i did run in school i tried athletics at the age of 12 10 13 but somehow i just fell in love with golf because when i got to the golf course when i was introduced to the game by my father at the age of 9 i used to go to the chandigarh golf course dad started i had a lot of young players of my age playing also so i had excellent company and there was a lot of competitiveness amongst each other and that's how i picked up the game and i somehow loved it and after that i used to cycle down after school to the golf course and uh, play around with my friends and that's what i did so you've never ever in your entire career thought of you know why did i take golf it was just you went in and you loved it all the way through that's right i just fell in love with the game when i just started at the age of 9 and um, i did think about playing cricket tried athletics also but i always came back to what i loved and that was golf and um, i kept trying different sports till the age of 13 but uh, somehow i just kept coming back to the golf course and uh, uh, enjoyed playing with my friends and rest is history <laughs> as they say <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's jeev right. you have so many firsts attached to your career you're the flag bearer for india in your uh, sport golf How does that make you feel emotionally? Honestly, I'm humbled by that statement. But uh, when I go out to play golf, I'm basically out there trying to do the job in the best possible way, and that's the way I treated golf. So when I play tournaments, or we talk about having a lot of firsts in my career, I've been fortunate that way. because i'm making a living out of what i love doing and that's why i think i pushed myself to the next level that not only i want to prove myself on the indian tour or the asian tour i want to prove myself on the world stage and i think that's very important for a human being to understand that there should be no limits set there should be always high standards that have to be set for yourself and when you set high standards for yourself that's when you're going to push yourself to the next level and that's the reason i've had so many firsts and for that i'm like i mentioned to you earlier that it's great i've done it but i was just trying to do my job 
and I was fortunate enough that I had a lot of us. You've been an early starter in the game of golf. I'm sure at the time you started, there were very few Indian golfers and even fewer golf courses here. So you've pretty much had to take this journey on your own, competing on the Indian and international courses and making the best of what you had. So what were the challenges that you faced in this situation? I think when you make a decision that you are going to do a certain thing in your life and that for I can speak for myself now, I decided I want to be a professional golfer. So I'm going to be traveling from country to country. I'm going to be living out of a suitcase. I'm not going to be at home. I'm going to be not seeing my family, my, my parents, my sisters, my wife, my son. But you have to make that decision and you have to stick by it. And the challenges I faced were basically food. Because golf is a sport where you have one tournament in one country. And the next week, you're in the next country. Especially in Europe, when I got to Europe, that was really tough for me because getting visas, when I was playing on the European tour, you needed a visa for every country. If I was traveling to Italy, I needed an Italian visa. If I was traveling to Spain, I needed a Spanish visa. So that was a lot of planning was needed. And that was very difficult for me because I had to make sure that I apply in time so that the passport comes back and I'm able to travel. Nowadays, it's easier because the Schengen visa has come and you can go anywhere in Europe. That was one. Second thing was that every country I went to obviously had to get used to the food. Coming from India, I loved curry, used to love Indian food. I still do. But I had to get used to having pasta, having tapas, having all different kinds of food, but I developed a taste for it and I love it now. So I matured with time and I learned to adjust to the environment I was in. Overall, if I tell you that what were the challenges, these were the challenges, but it made me a better person and I learned to fend for myself. And especially when you have an aim or you have a desire to do something, these are small challenges, I would say, not big challenges. These are, these are small, bigger challenges are when you're going through a tough time in your game. These are just challenges which every human being has to face. And till the time he doesn't, he doesn't realize and he won't value what he's going to achieve. Sports is all about winning and losing. So as an athlete, what is it uh, that motivates you to get up and be there every time? As an athlete, I think it's very important to understand that firstly, you've got to be doing something what you love doing. Like I, if I speak for myself, I'm a very fortunate human being because I'm making a living out of what I love doing. And that's a big statement because any human being who loves what he's doing, he will wake up in the morning he will work towards the goal because he's excited to do that day in, day out. Otherwise, if you're doing something which you don't love, you're going to be bored after a year or two years and you're going to look at an outlet where you can do something else. So that is the main reason for me that I gave it 100% every single day because I loved it. That is one. Second thing, I don't get bored because Human beings get bored of doing the same thing day in, day out. I 
set high standards for myself. And that is very important when you set high standards for yourself. And if I can emphasize on that is because I proved myself on the Indian tour. Then my high standard from Indian tour was to play well on the Asian tour. I proved myself on the Asian tour. Then I set a standard for the European tour. I proved myself on the European tour. Then I wanted to play on the PGA tour. And then you set goals for yourself so that you're excited and you work towards it. Otherwise, what happens is you get complacent and you will not achieve what you want. You should be content, but the day you get complacent, I think your career is over. And that's what has kept me going. I obviously have gone through phases where, you know, you think that, hey, you know what? What am I doing? I'm not even playing well. Uh, I need to do something else. But no, this is what I love doing. And this is what I'm best at. So I might as well build on this. And in the last four or five years, I haven't done much. But I got a goal. And the goal is to play well on the senior tour, which starts next year for me, which is I'm going to turn 50. And that's when you start the senior tour. So that goal is what keeps, keeps me going and makes me get up in the morning to go to the gym every day, do my yoga every day, stay fit, stay flexible, so that when I get onto the senior tour, I'm the young one on the blocks and I can do well. And when you set high standards for yourself, you work and you have a routine. And when you have a routine, you will get confidence and trust from that. And you will do quality practice. And after that, trust comes the belief. And I think a human being who believes in himself in anything what he does, sky's the limit for him. Because belief is a very powerful word because that equals all the success in life. Moving on from motivation, you know, that makes you kind of get up in the morning and do what needs to be done to, to get to the next step. When you're at the game, there's obviously a fair amount of pressure or maybe a large amount of pressure and you need to be focused. So what are the mental yeah. tools that you employ to be focused on the game and let the pressure away from you and just play? Uh, I'll give you an example. When I started playing, you know, every human being is nervous. And nervousness has to be treated in a positive manner. And a human being has to handle it. So till date, I am nervous on the first day. So what I'm trying to say is, if you're not nervous on the first tee, or if I'm not nervous on the first tee, that means I'm complacent. I don't care about the game. Because I love it so much and I feel for it, I'm nervous. But I have to handle it. And there are ways to handle it. And I'll explain how I handle it. So I take nervousness in a very positive manner. And I use it to my advantage. And how I do it is, I will, I'm nervous on the first tee. I do a lot of deep breathing. That is one. Second, and that's what yoga has taught me. I've been doing yoga for years. Second thing, you focus on your routine because you've trained for years what you're supposed to do, how you're hit, supposed to hit a good golf shot. Instead of worrying about that, there are thousands of people watching me, my focus goes on to my routine so I have taken my focus away from people watching me to what I'm supposed to do the best. So what I do is I just focus on my routine that time, that shot. 
And then I, when I walk, I look at the trees, I look at the birds, I look at people around. But when I get to the next shot, I get back into my routine. And that's the focus I need to have to hit a good golf shot. So you get into a shell or into a bubble that this is what I'm supposed to do. I got to switch off and on. And that's what golf is all about. And that's where the mental strength comes. And how do you build on your mental strength? One is deep breathing. Second, you've got to listen to positive. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a visual guy. I like to listen to positive things, positive cassettes, uh, read positive books, hang around with positive people. That's very important to be in positive company. And you build on that. Talk about good things that have happened to you. Because end of the day, all this is getting fed into your subconscious. And when it goes into your subconscious, that's when, when you're under pressure, your subconscious is telling you you're the best and you believe in yourself and you're a positive human being and good things will happen to you, even if, if, if you've hit a bad golf shot. Yeah. So that's the way I have trained myself and that's the way I switch off when there are a lot of people watching or there's a lot of pressure. And pressure needs to be taken in a positive sense, not in a negative way. You've got to build on that. You've got to enjoy it. And you've got to say, you know what? I'm a fortunate human being that I feel it because I love what I'm doing. And that's why I feel the pressure. So I have a follow-up on that, Jeep. I'm sure you've had a lot of holes in one in your career. Yeah. Right? Uh, which was your best one and where? Uh, the best one was uh, I was playing the British Masters at Belfry uh, Golf Club uh, close to Manchester. I remember on, on the seventh hole, I had a seven iron. I had a beautiful golf shot and I thought it's close to a hole, but it pitched and went in. And the guys, the, the people who were watching us play, it was in a tournament round. They just started clapping and they started giving high fives and all. And then we knew that it was a hole in one. And I was really excited because it was a tough pin position. Mm. And also there was a lot of wind blowing. Okay. So doing the calculation with the wind and making sure it's the right bounce uh, into the hole, I think is one of the best golf shots uh, in hole in ones I've made. So it was years ago. I don't remember which year. But it was at the Belfry Golf Club and I was really excited. So all of us on the tee gave high fives to each other. And I was, I was, I was really, really happy with that golf shot because it was a tough shot and I pulled it off. And hole-in-ones yeah. don't come easy. I've just made yeah, absolutely. seven, seven hole-in-ones in my life, in my career so far. Well, that's and a good number. That, that, so that, 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 that was the best one, I would say. And in, in tournament golf, I've only made four. And in practice rounds, I've made three. In sports, performance is everything. Can you describe a performance of yours that disappointed you? And what did you learn from it? Yes, uh, um, this was a tournament uh, in South Korea. Uh, the Ballantines Open. I went in for a playoff. So I would say it would be 2006 or 2005. I played really good golf and um, I went in a playoff with uh, Graham McDowell and the first hole 
first playoff hole we birdied next playoff hole we parred third playoff hole i hit it to 5 feet so after i hit that shot i said oh you know i've got a great chance to win this championship but he hit a better shot than me he hit it to 3 feet i missed that part and he made it and i was really disappointed i said you know what i had a great shot and it didn't go my way and okay you shake hands and you go back home and i went back to the hotel room and i said you know what you know i just let that go i should have done it but you know the positive i take out of that is that one out of the 150 field i was the only one in a playoff with the other gentleman that is one second positive i take out is it was a head on battle between both of us and i didn't give it to him he won it from me because he had a better golf shot and you I, i respect that as an athlete and hats off to the other person for hitting a better shot under the pressure he was in and i was under also third thing i didn't win that championship but what i learned from it was that you know what i i'm putting myself in the right place at the right time and giving it 100% and as a human being when you give it 100% and you have no regrets sometimes it go comes your way and sometimes it goes away but you've got to end of the day recognize that you've given it 100% you had the heart to do it and you were positive about it that's all you can control and you followed your routine after that sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't happen that's all i can say about a thing like that and what i learned you have to stay positive because the positive like i've repeated to you earlier also is that we were the two out of the field who were there nobody else that's right. one positive the second positive is that you were you were battling out we had three playoff holes and mm. the third thing i would say is that after that i got into other major championships also the following week i went i i got in the, after finishing second in that tournament i lost in a playoff but i got into the world golf championship and i had the best performance i finished fourth the following week in the world golf championships so at that moment obviously you feel bad but you've got to put everything in perspective and after that when you wake up the next day in the morning you realize there are a lot more good things coming your way because you were the only one in that position right. and that's the way i look at things uh, so jeev you've had like 30 years in the sport and i'm sure there are a lot of players who look up to you but who is the one player you look up to somebody whose game you watch carefully or you emulated or learned a lot from i have always um, been a big admirer of fred couples Okay. He still plays on the senior tour. He's a US tour player. When I was in college, uh, I used to follow him all the time and I've in fact played golf with him also. Uh tournament golf. The reason I say I've always admired what he's done is the way he conducts himself on the golf course and off the golf course. 
That is one. Second, the way he swings the club, his rhythm in the golf swing, his uh, style of uh, warming up, how he practices, that is second. Third thing is the way he interacts with the galleries, the way he interacts with kids, the way he interacts with elderly gentlemen, and then the way he does outings when he's out there talking to people, he has to do a one-to-one chat or he's giving a speech. It is, that's what I feel a golf shirt should conduct himself like. And that's why I always admired Fred Couples and he's known as Freddy um, for years. And I can also talk about Tiger Woods for what he's done for the game. He's changed everything and he's set high standards for everybody because when he came into the game, not many people used to work out, but after he came into the game, everybody started working out. Everybody started talking about hitting the ball, golf ball far. Everybody started talking about shooting low numbers. Everybody started about uh, staying fit and also the amount of money he brought into the game and recognition worldwide. The role of coach, Jeev, I'm sure is very important for success. Like everyone looks for mentors and, uh, you know, somebody who can, you know, guide them both mentally and physically, uh, especially in this hard world of sports. What do you look for in a coach? In a coach, I would look for about three to five things. First, the coach needs to be a player himself. He shouldn't be a coach because he's read a book or he has a lot of knowledge about um, coaching. I would say he needs, he should have played on some tour in the world or should have been a professional golfer because he, the reason I'm saying that is because he understands the pulse of another player. That is one because under pressure, when you're on the golf course, what you're thinking and what you're going through, another player can understand that. And if he becomes a coach, it's easier for you to explain to him, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm feeling and how should I conduct myself in this situation. Second thing, a coach needs to simplify things for a player. And he needs to try many things with a player he's trying to help out so that one of the things hits the player or suits the player. And something that suits a player, I think he grabs onto it. And then he says, okay, coach, this works for me. And I'm going to build on this. Excellent. Done. Third thing, the coach needs to be positive about everything with the player. He needs to be telling him that you're the best. Set high standards for yourself. And have a routine. Work honestly towards that and nothing's going to stop you. Positive feedbacks all the time, even if he's had a bad day. Okay, you explain the bad, but after that, you finish off on a note. He, would, he should ask you, hey, you know, what, what was good about the round today? Okay, I've heard about the bad. But when you finish the conversation, it should be, oh, I hit this great shot and I hit a great golf shot. I hit it this way and it ended up here and I just loved it. It felt so good. So you, you 
finish off on a positive note. That's the third thing. Fourth thing, a coach should be able to, every individual is different and human being is different. He should be able to see what is good for this player and what works for this player for his body type so that he starts building on that. After he builds on that, he starts believing in himself. And once the belief system kicks in, sky's the limit. Nothing is going to stop you. It's just going to be, you're going to be winning tournaments and you're going to be doing really well week in, week out. And these are the four things I would look for a coach. You've played a lot of games of golf and you've played with a lot of the greats as well. So tell us something interesting about anything that you encountered that completely changed the way you looked at the game of golf and also changed the way you began to play your game. There are many things I can talk about. There was one that that changed my thought process. Uh, I remember I was playing a tournament um, in uh, Singapore and uh, this player playing with me, uh, you know, he we started playing, we teed off and we got to the second hole and I started talking to him and I said, I said, you know, he was a top player. And I said, what do you, what do you look for? You know, when you play on the golf course, he says, I just, my focus is just basically to hole out. My focus is to birdie every single hole. It's not to make a par, not to shoot one under or two under. My focus is, Hey, you know what? I'm out here. Every shot I had, even a tee shot, okay, that tree about 300 yards away is the line. I want to hit it straight at it with this kind of shape. So I said, I never think like this. And he says, when I get to the fairway, my second shot, I'm thinking about holding the shot, not hitting it close to the flag. Right. I said, don't you think about, oh, there's a bunker there, there's water. No. He says, my thought process is go be aggressive. But smart, aggressive, but go for it. He says, because what happens is if you do not set that standard of hitting the ball into the hole, you'll not even hit it close. And when you think about hitting it close, you'll hit it 30 feet away. So he says, zero in on your target. And that was such a learning experience for me. I said, you know what? That's the way I'm going to play golf from now on. And I changed. And then a funny thing that's happened, I've seen... Many a times on the golf course, you know, people losing it because things are not going your way. I've seen players just completely lose it when they finish their round. They just pick up their golf bag and if there's water around the green, they'll just take that golf bag and throw it straight into the water. So that, that's, that's the frustration coming out of a player. But again, he's done that, but he'll still go in there or he sent somebody in there to get that golf bag out, take all those clubs out, dry them, put them back, and he's back on the golf course the next day. So you know what? There are a lot of ups and downs in life, but end of the day, you come back to what you love doing. Wow. Hey, this is really an interesting experience. Huh? I mean, it's really... A... Yeah. Jeep, what is the one thing you do after a good performance? After a good performance, I... Always build on it. And how I build on it is, I'll go back to my hotel room. I will, when I'm having my food or I'm having a drink, I will think about it. I will think about all the good shots. I will think about how I handle myself when 
maximum pressure was on at that moment and how I handled myself. And what that does to me is that it is getting registered in my subconscious mind. And something that is getting registered in your subconscious mind is giving you trust, is giving you positive feedback. And in the end, it equals belief. And when you have that belief system kick in, I think nothing can stop you then. And that's how I celebrate my good performance because when I perform well, I'm not thinking about performance. I'm just thinking about routine. I'm basically numb. I don't even realize that I've won a tournament. I'm basically in my zone. I'm, I've just uh, finished the last hole and everybody's congratulated me. I'm, I'm still in my own zone. It hasn't kicked in that I, I'm the champion. Uh, I do the press conference. I do everything. And then when I get back to the hotel room, slowly, slowly, when you come out of your bubble, you realize that what you've done or what you've achieved. And then you build on it. And then when I wake up in the morning, obviously, everybody's congratulated you and is congratulating you. You just just feel great. You've done something good and and everybody's happy for you. And no champagne the night before, you. Champions normally come out on the 18th hole when you win. <laughs> and basically, they drown you with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to go in for a press conference. You do that. And then, like, you're still in a bubble. You know, you just, you are just, so zoned in, you don't even realize you won a tournament. And then you, when you wake up the next day and, and in, at night when you're in your hotel room, everybody's congratulating you. It's that slowly, slowly, it's all coming back to you. I just loved what you said, Jeev, because, you know, I mean, you've had a good performance. You actually ideally should be in a celebration mode. But your first thought is to build on that performance. I mean, that requires some kind of focus. And like you said, you know, love for the sport. I mean, I think yeah. that's all that, you know, one has to live and breathe if one has to excel uh, in anything, actually. And more yes. so in sports. I don't know why. I just feel that. I, I, I am a firm believer, especially when you love something, you make a living out of what you love doing. It makes things easier for you to do and build on it. And I think it's very important for human beings to understand what they love doing because they're going to give it the best and they're going to give it 100%. And they won't be bored of it. So, uh, Jeev, you're very passionate about golf and you're also doing a lot of things to give back to the sport. So, tell us a bit about that. I feel the future of Indian golf is in the youth. And the way I give back is by having junior tournaments. By junior, I mean... We start at the age of six. Okay. The categories are basically six to seven, seven to eight, and it goes on till the age of 16 to 18. I do two tournaments in India. Uh, one is in Kensville, Ahmedabad, uh, which is a golf course that is designed by me. And the second tournament to do is in Chandigarh, because this is where I was born, and this is the golf course where I started my golf from uh, the finale takes place here all these kids play and what I do for these kids is then I pick up they're boys and girls both I pick up two girls and two boys and 
out of our charity, we sponsor them to play events internationally. Okay. Uh, one big event, like if there's a big event in Scotland, we will make sure if they've qualified, we will make sure that they get the airfare to go and play and make the country proud. Or if there's a tournament in Indonesia or in Japan or in Thailand, that's the way I try to give back to the sport because the future of the game is with the youth of a country. And I think if we give them the right guidance, we give them the right opportunities, they will make the country proud and they will be the best ambassadors of our country in whichever way they're out there representing it. And especially for golf, I like that I give them an opportunity to play in the top events and do well, build on their confidence, plus learn when they're playing with the top players in these big tournaments. How are they becoming? What routine they follow? What are they working on that you are lacking so that when you come back home, you can work on it. And when you see them next year, you're better than them. Jeet, there will be two more firsts attached to your name. Do tell us a bit about that. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, that uh, I'm looking forward to the senior tour, which is going to start next year for me. And the senior tour in golf means 50 and above, 50 years and above. And I'm going to be 50 in December. And because I have played well on the main tour in Europe, Japan, Asia, Korea, and I've, I've had enough wins, I am qualified to get onto the senior tour. So in Europe, I've had four wins. So I can start playing the European Tour seniors next year automatically. So how it works is that if you haven't had enough wins or you haven't, you have, you don't have enough career money, you have to go to a qualifying school. Qualifying school is basically there'll be about 500 to 600 people qualifying for only five spots. That is for Europe. And Japan is the same. I won four times in Japan. So I'm fortunate enough that I get onto the senior tour in Japan. And um, Korea won twice, so I guarantee the senior tour in Korea. And I'll be in all the major championships. We have four majors in golf, which is U.S. Open seniors, U.S. British Open senior. Then we have the U.S. PGA senior and then the Players Championship senior. But on the main tour, there are four majors, the Masters, U.S. Open, British Open and the PGA Championship. So I'm in all the majors next year, which is for the seniors. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll be exempt for two years. So basically just build on it. And then you have to have, then we have a ranking. You finish certain amount so that you get another extension for another year. So if I keep playing well and I stay fit, my goal is to keep going till 60 because Bernard Langer, he's a top player on the senior tour. He's 62 years old and he's still playing and he's going strong. And um, uh, look at him. If he could do it, why not me? And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try the Champions Tour qualifying this year, which is in November and December. I'm going to do that. That is the USPGA Tour. And it's a tough qualifying. Uh, 
it's going to be in December where about 500, 600 people will tear up. Only five people will be given a card to play the following year. I'm going to try it. But I've had enough worldwide wins. Even if I don't get that five spots, I'm allowed unlimited invites. That's one. Second, I can Monday qualify the whole year as many times as I want. And the third thing that is good for me is I'm in all the major championships and I'll get a few sponsor invites. And if I do well in those tournaments and I make enough points, I will be on the champion's tour in 23. So uh, I really and look forward to, to you, have a, yeah. I have a very you, I'm busy... feeling stressed. I don't know why. I'm just yeah, looking at your it, calendar it, it, and I'm getting stressed out. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a busy, busy schedule. So uh, in a way, last two years, I've done nothing. So it's going to be uh, like basically just uh, staying still, going for a 100-meter sprint. So that's what it's going to be like starting next year onwards for me. In fact, not next year, starting October onwards this year for me. I, I'll, I've got about 35 to 40 weeks lined up next year. Wow. So I'll have to pick and I'll have to pick and choose, um, and the tough part in that this is that I'm on three different continents. I have to work on how to do tournaments in each continent for about four weeks so that I can I'm not jet lagged all the time and playing tournaments. So I'll have to have a proper schedule lined up that I do four weeks in Japan four weeks in Europe, four weeks in the US, or just play one tour and just focus on that because flying from one continent to the other, you know, jet lag, weather, it's, it's everything I got to look at. So I'm, I'm basically right now chopping out everything, how I need to be prepared for next year. Uh, so Jeev, you know, we've called this podcast Taking Chances because Soel and I felt that, uh, you know, we take chances with things we are passionate about and we take those chances because we have some template in life. There's something we want to do, some place we want to be, something we want to achieve. So do you have a fixed template that you are following? Are you already there? Are you on the journey to get there? I'm on a journey. My journey is that I want to win a major championship. It could be a US Open, British Open, PGA Championship. It's a. These are the major championships and I want to win a major championship. If I couldn't do it on the main tour, you never know I could still do it. At least I could I should do it on the senior tour. And that's what my goal is. And and I work towards it every day. And if I can talk a little bit more about it is that I dream about it that I won this championship. And how I do that is I have my me time. I'm alone in a room for about 10 to 15 minutes where I will think about the best things that are happening to me. Uh, Like winning a championship, winning a major championship, setting high standards for myself, staying positive, having a routine, trusting myself. And I think this is the most powerful word for every human being, belief. I think you could do anything in life till the time you don't have that belief system or you don't believe in what you're doing. 
you cannot get to the next level and you will not achieve what you want that belief equals success equals strategy it equals whatever you may call it it will do everything for you and it gives you a lot of confidence and i think when confidence is there the belief comes in and belief comes in you start winning sky is the limit there's nothing stopping you and i think that way you feel happy you feel that you've done something which you always wanted to do and you've created history and that's what you want to do i would like to do the power of positive motivation that's excellent yeah i think we all need yeah. to do something like that our yeah. secret yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is the, the book you're following that. you wish yeah. that and that happens for you yeah yeah ji which is your favorite sport that you love to watch honestly uh, being a professional athlete i spend most of my time on the golf course but when i come back i just love watching bollywood and hollywood movies <laughs> so no sport never yeah, this would be an answer i i i switch off I'm i switch shocked. off i completely switch off i don't watch any sport i love watching bollywood oh and hollywood God. movies i used to carry a dvd player with me on tour i used to carry cassettes with me but nowadays um it's amazing hats off to all these people you've got netflix you've got hotstar you've got z5 you name it i watch and we've got prime videos i watch all the time i still play on tour i come back into my room after dinner i need to watch a show or i need to watch a movie and then i go to bed i just love it i just switch off oh my god this is <laughs> we the unexpected answer <laughs> okay yeah. so from all the sports who is your favorite sportsman my favorite sportsman would be fred couples okay i've always admired him okay he's a golfer what he's what your favorite bollywood oh sorry please <laughs> just say a bollywood star your <laughs> favorite bollywood star i think um, uh, mr bachan amitabh bachan is amazing uh, he's um, been there for years and uh, i think his acting is is legendary he's he's amazing Jeeva, why should everyone play a sport? Very good question. I think it's very important for everybody to play sport because four or five things are developed when you play sport at a young age. First thing, you are building your immune system, which is very important. A strong immune system will fight any kind of virus, any kind of disease. That is one. because you're sweating it out second thing i feel a support teaches you to win or lose but you got to take it in your stride and make the most out of it you've got to shake hands who's won you got to shake hands who's lost it teaches you to be humble it teaches you to conduct yourself gets the best and the worst out of you but you still have to conduct yourself in a proper manner when the match is over fourth thing it teaches you to be a survivor it teaches you to if you're starting something out in life or you have a profession and things are not going well for you you know you will not give up easily you will always always 
find a solution and you'll always fight it out and you will make sure you stay afloat and and you're able to survive out there so this is what sports teaches you at a young age and when the thing like this happens you'll always be successful you'll always find ways to stay afloat and be successful in whatever you do so give any one life lesson that you've learned from golf and you follow in life now one lesson golf has taught me uh, is that golf is a game which i call it is the best equalizer in life it's very close to human life one day you are the best next day you can't even shoot that number what you've shot so basically it teaches you that every day is not the same but you work towards making it the same and you stay humble if you don't stay humble i don't know any golfer in the world who can tee it up could be the best player in the world who'll say i won last week and i'll win again next week it's not possible we talk about weeks we talk about days if on a thursday i've shot 5 under par there is no way the next day i can say that for sure i'll shoot 5 under or better so like i said it is the best equalizer very close to human life every day is not the same but you make the most out of it you stay positive and you stay humble that's what golf has taught me right that was quite quite a lesson to learn that's true that's true about life yeah yeah, yeah. that was a great life lesson and a really good note to end this podcast on thanks a lot jeev i think there are a lot of lessons here for our listeners and also for soila and me thank you for making the time out and being here with us today at taking chances nice talking to you anu and all the best i think you guys are doing an excellent job and all the success to you guys we hope this podcast encourages you to follow your dreams we will be back soon with more chance takers Till then have a good time and like and share this podcast.